Yeah, because I remember, I remember Phyllis Hyman. She would stand on stage and she would spy somebody's plate. <laughs> and she, either on her way to the stage or from the stage, she would grab somebody's shrimp. Oh, man. So that's about as homely and as fam- family-like, as familial as you can get. And that's the magic of Blues Alley. I agree. Check, check, check one, check two, check, check. Behind the mic, live from DC. Miss Jean, I'm so excited to talk to you today. Well, it's my pleasure. And I'm really more excited because you just told me that you're a brown eyed. Yes, we are brown eyes through and through with our purple and white. So you're coming back to the District of Columbia and we're excited to have you back. What's your favorite D.C. memory? Oh, there's so many. There are literally hundreds. Like like when Jackie Onassis Kennedy, Jackie Kennedy Onassis came to see me. Cheryl Ladd from um, Charlie's Angels came for two nights. And I Ooh. gave her the mic and she can sing. I mean, S-A-N-G. Well, what's your favorite place to eat when you come? Well, I'm a seafood girl. So mm-hmm. my favorite place is the Blue Dolphin. <gasps> Miss Jean, are we best friends? I just have to know. <laughs> well, we, we may be soon. Huh? <laughs> We're checking all these boxes together.
in talking about what you do as just a beautiful, beautiful songstress, like when did you feel called to the art? Literally before, before I could remember. Before you could remember. Do you come from a musical family? My dad loved loved music. He loved the big bands. He could play a little piano by by ear. My brother played trumpet on occasion. We would have jam sessions in my and I would play piano in my basement. And I had a cousin who was the drummer for the Mighty Clouds of Joy. Ooh. So I've been in, in music all my life. My dad had a record store among his businesses at a couple of cab companies and stuff. So music's been been my life. And I never decided to be, you know, to be in, in the arts, to be in music. It just, it was a fait accompli. I guess it was just, it just happened because it was. It was divine programming, divine guidance for me. Mm. curious about how you intersected with Edward Kennedy Ellington, the one and only Duke. How did you start to tour with him and what was that relationship like? I lived in Atlanta and the Duke's percussionist, Aziz Latif, and his manager lived in Atlanta. They had heard me sing because, you know, I sang, you know, I sang opera, you know, at, at church and I sang show tunes at banquets and stuff like that. You know, so there was a lot of diversity there. So they were on the road with, with the Duke. And this was what became Duke's last tour. And Duke had written, he had completed what became his last religious suite. So. Mm. He was asking, I guess, the band members, whomever, for a high soprano to sing that last religious, to perform in that last religious concert. And I was recording and producing vocals for Norman Connors then and, and performing with him on the road with him. Duke's, like I said, percussionist and his manager, his man- manager was Jim Lowe, called my mother in Atlanta to say that, you know, Duke Ellington would like to meet me and, you know, and wanted me to do that religious concert. And, mm. and as, as fate would have it, you know, I was in New York and the concert was in New York. So I went, I went to the church, St. John of the Divine, I think was the, was the church in, in Manhattan. And I, I spoke with him, walked down the, the nave of the church. He was at the at the grand piano near the near the pulpit. And it was like it was like being with with your your grandfather who was world famous, who told you anything you asked him, who let you interview him, who made you sing to him. Thank you. 
was he was ill then. I didn't know it because he had such energy. And between shows, his son Mercer set up the dressing room. Uh, they had a a lamb's wool palette that they would put on the sofa, and he would he would rest between shows. And um, I thought it was just his age. You know, I, I didn't realize he was he was ill at that point. But um, he would ask me to sing to him. Mm-hmm. And he said, sing very high and very soft. He said, because anybody can sing high and loud and double forte. He said, but to sing mm-hmm. high and sing pianissimo is a very special talent. And while, you know, while I sang to him, I asked him a million questions and he just told me everything. And it was just, it was just the, the most amazing event in my life. I, I wouldn't take a million dollars for the experience. No, no, I didn't. I didn't do DC with him. That wasn't on the itinerary. 
but I I did you know DC. I I've been doing Blues Alley since since the seventies, so it's like a mainstay for me. It sure uh, is because Blues Alley celebrated fifty years a couple of years ago. There's something to be said about the old school charm of Blues Alley. It's more acoustic. Yeah. In fact, I understand that a few years ago, the owner of Blues Alley was offered the building next door so he could expand. But he was hesitant to do that because he was afraid it might affect the sound. You walk in and you're in these shared table environments. It's very right. reminiscent of a time when you, when we had to be together. We're here together for a common cause. We love the person who's going to take this stage. Like you're at somebody's home and they're serving dinner. And and the cuisine there has always been just crazy great. Yeah. What's on tap for us? What can we expect? Well, I I have my band that's been with me on and off. Well, they're always with me when I'm in D.C. When they're with me, they're called the Gene Carn Ensemble. And I've got some of my musicians have become singers you know, since they've they joined me and, and I work on their voices and I give them so much play that they, you know, a few of them have their own nights at Blues Alley to perform, nice. do their own sets. Yeah, so it's, that's another family situation. But, but I, like to, I like to concentrate on stuff I recorded. And then um, there, there are times like, you know, now that we've we've lost Nancy Wilson, I I wanna I wanna do something in praise of, of her amazing career. I, I met Nancy Wilson, come to think of it, at Blues Alley. Happy talk, keep talking a happy talk. Talk about things you'd like to do. You gotta have a dream if you don't have a dream. How you gonna have Oh, 
she was there to perform and I, I went to see her. And her manager, I went upstairs, but I wasn't going to bother her because I know how difficult it is to just get rest and change and freshen your makeup between the shows. But her manager insisted that I come in to see her. And I found out so much stuff. You know, she knew me. She said she bought my records because at the time this record had been released. It had anything for money on it. And she sat across from me, knee to knee. And she shook her hand, her finger in my face and said, don't you ever let anybody tell you what to what to record. She said, I know you didn't pick that song. She says, because I've bought your records since the jazz, black jazz set. And she said she recorded a record of mine, a song of mine. And it appears on one of her five Japanese albums. And the the particular album she recorded it on was I'll Be a Song. And mm-hmm. and ever since then, she's been like my mentor. And, you know, and somebody, and I bet you I know 50 songs of hers anyway. What's your favorite one? Oh, it's probably because after I met her, I put Guess Who I Saw Today in my show. Oh, oh. That's such a good one. Oh, isn't that a great one? Darling, did you miss your train? (laughs) (laughs) Were you caught in the rain? No, don't bother to explain. A quick martini. As a matter of fact, I will have you. You see, you see, to tell you the truth, I've had quite a day too. Are you on any social media? Yeah, I'm on, I think I'm on Twitter. Well, I used to be, maybe. I'm I'm on, let's see. Well, I'm on Facebook. I'm definitely on Facebook. On Instagram. I think that's Karn.Jean. And that's Karn with the E. Because I changed the spelling of my name just before the Closer Than Close album came out on the advice of two numerologists. Ooh. Yeah. We have so much in common. My goodness. Well, it sounds like we might be kindred spirits here. Yeah. And um, we'll know when we, we'll know when we get together at Blues Alley and I'm able to help you. And we'll powwow. We'll (laughs) powwow. Yes, we will indeed. Thank you so much for making time. No, it was my pleasure. I don't know about you, but I counted at least six things that Jean Karn and I have in common. We are literally best friends and kindred souls. Jean Karn has two shows at Blues Alley, guys, July 21st and 22nd. 
grab your tickets at Actual Blues Alley. You can actually go there and get tickets or you can go online, bluesalley.com. I dare you to meet us there. It is going to be a time. Until next sound check.